Hi, it's Mark Aflalo on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself. Thank you so much for taking a listen to this podcast. Do us a little favor if you would. If you love the show, give us a five-star review and don't forget to follow us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and we love doing the show for you guys. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Now, back to your tech report. We are back in your tech report. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Exciting news out of Montreal this week as Just for Laughs, the brand you may be familiar with in Montreal, is hosting the, the biggest comedy festival in the world. Uh, you might have heard it here on Sirius XM Channel 168 with Just for Laughs Canada. It's a brand that you've no doubt seen uh, on television in the forms of galas and gags and a brand that is known around the world for raising and, and introducing us to some of the best comedy that exists on the planet. Well, that same brand is entering some pretty cool new territory, and that is cryptocurrency, building its own beta marketplace for comedy. And to honor that milestone, they're introducing their own line of NFTs, which you could own. So here to talk more about this milestone and this new landscape is Charles Descaries, the president and CEO of the Just for Laughs Group. Charles, welcome to your tech report. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Pleasure. Now, before we dive into the news, because obviously this is exciting stuff, I want to talk about you a little bit because um, you have a pretty historic path in your in your route to Just for Laughs. You've been the CEO of Cirque du Soleil. You worked with Deloitte. Uh, you've worked for the government of Canada on international trade. I, I'm curious how that experience helped you in bringing your experience to Just for Laughs. How it helped you be the person you are today. Well, that's a very good question, Wayne. Uh, uh, the, the show business has two words, right? show and business. So my experience at Deloitte uh, initially and uh, the government of Canada taught me business at the time, but very rapidly I spent some 15 years at, uh, at Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, where I learned about the show. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the show business is... Uh, is intertwined. We, shows cannot lie, live without the business component. Uh, we cannot live without some levels of economics. So combining both worlds, you know, the show piece and the business piece has proven to be um, to be uh, helpful in the many companies that I've worked with in, uh, in over the last 20 years in the media and entertainment business. So I think the two go, go the two goes together. But for the business people, it is crucial that uh, they understand the show piece and the creativity piece because it's so easy to crush creativity with business uh, imperatives, with business ideas. Uh, you got to be uh, mindful of, um, of uh, the creation. You got to protect it, nurture it, and make sure that you create the environment where it can bloom. You know, that's, that's a very, very good statement. I think that is something that a lot of uh, executives lack this these days, is the vision to understand that the content is what brings the business together. You know, as long as the content creation is there and you help nurture that, the rest will come with it. Yes, you have to work on it, but you definitely have to come with it. It's one of the reasons that I... I originally quit the radio business years and years and years ago because <laughs> the business was crushing the creativity and I couldn't Absolutely. deal with it anymore. That's the, that's the typical uh, uh, threat that you find in the uh, creative industries. So let, let's talk about some other you know businesses and, and creativity combining here. And, and let's talk NFTs because the concept of a non-fungible token um, uh, and this art world and the show business world is, is something that I think people are still grasping to understand. And how a business like Just for Laughs or the Just for Laughs group or a, a show business company like Just for Laughs 
would get into the crypto space, I think is, while on paper, it all makes sense, it looks great. But for a casual consumer or someone looking at this going, but I still don't understand NFTs. How does this make sense? Where where is where is this going? How yeah. do you address well, that? That that is a very good question. First of all, I would start off by by sharing that GFL is already very very present, not only on stage and live as you mentioned, Mark, but also on digital platforms. We have over fifteen digital channels that distribute our contents on social media, whether it's on Facebook, on YouTube, TikTok, our library is being distributed in those those channels right now and followed by over 40 million people watching our content uh, in Canada and abroad. And um, we have people, of course, in North America watching our content, but also in India, in Middle East, in Europe, of course. GFL is already into the digital space and it already distributed comedy content, Canadian content and international content into those channels. So as a leading comedy curator, you know, NFTs, non-fungible token is the next natural step in GFL's evolution. You know, I would have told you five years ago that we would have 40 million people watching our content on YouTube and Facebook, you would have been surprised. People would have not understood, you know, why are they doing that? Well, nowadays it's a way to consume culture, to consume content. So in our mind, NFTs, it might be uh, uh, the next thing, the next platform to uh, consume and own pieces of comedy and, and consume and, and, and watch content. Um, so NFT is a platform interesting because it's a way to honor the incredible comedy content collected by GFL over the last 40 years. So GFL will enable the comedy industry to leverage this new platform by uh, uh, the new marketplace, if you will, by providing content coming from the artist into that platform. So that will not only help consumers to consume in a different way, but will certainly help artists to sell their content on that new platform. So this is how we came up with this idea. It's we, 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 we believe that we are at the forefront of technology in distributing content with this platform. But things are evolving so fast these days that you better be uh, uh, aware and going to be um, at the forefront of what's upcoming on the web 3.0, on the, those marketplaces. If you're not, then you'll be late in a few years from now. Well, that's that's the, the rationale why we came into that space. Now, Just for Laughs as a company has always helped, really held the hands of some comedians. I mean, you look at some of the programs that happen during festivals. You look at some of the tours that happen, you know, outside of festivals. You look at all the content that you're distributing, you know, globally, really. I mean, I, th- I don't think there's a place that I've traveled in the world that I haven't seen Just for Laughs gags on a TV somewhere else. Um, you really do hold hands of comedians and help them grow their craft and, and grow as artists. Um, how does this give them one more channel to grow? What can, you know, if I'm an up and coming comedian, um, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to get noticed. I've got some airplay on, on for, you know, Just for Laughs Canada, for example, on Sirius XM. What does Just for Laughs now bring to the table for a comedian's perspective? 
Mark, if you were to 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 get into the the comedy uh, uh, industry, first of all, we would launch you on one of our product called New Faces. You know, you would be discovered by the industry, by fans, you know, in places where we introduce new players coming in. And these new faces can happen in Montreal, they can happen in Los Angeles, they can happen in New York City, where we do identify new talent or emerging talent. So once this talent has been identified by us or others, then uh, at GFL, we offer uh, those artists uh, a chance to participate to our multiple festivals in Canada or elsewhere. And, and then if they're successful or, or they have an appetite to do TV series or TV content, then we can help them penetrate the, the, the television uh, market and uh, to be in shows, uh, scripted, unscripted shows, whatever they, 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 are, they, they, they are comfortable with. And then we offer them also to produce digital content for, for the web for another demographic, for other people that consumes uh, culture on those channels. And if they're comfortable, you know, producing web content, then we allow them to distribute that, produce, and we will distribute that content. So NFT is the next thing after, uh, the next offering to, uh, to, uh, to an artist, say, hey, you wanna go to NFT? You wanna, you wanna sell some moments of your shows uh, protected by a blockchain? then we'll be able to do that in the future. So it's a, it's a matter of offering a 360 uh, 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 perspective or platforms to a particular artist say, hey, you can start from live shows and go to all the way until NFTs if you want to, uh, with uh, the help of Just For Last. Are, are NFTs a, new, a, a way for artists to, um to to gain new forms of revenue or do you find it more of a is it a revenue thing is it a business thing or is it a discovery thing or is it uh, both it's both. Yeah. It's, it's both actually and it's early to say uh, uh mark um nfts is an emerging uh phenomenon right now uh it seems to be more uh, oriented to collectibles it seems to be more of a of a, of a speculation uh, uh tool these days uh but it will evolve once the speculation agitation of the first days is will will evolve, then uh, moments, particularly uh, images, uh, will start to become uh, collectibles, and 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 therefore uh, it will help to foster uh, some artist career on a particular uh, area or for a particular demographic, and hopefully it has to be lucrative or we just don't do that for 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 the sake of uh, uh of uh, building a brand here we want to make sure that the artist is collecting some revenues with this new platform now you guys are with this announcement you're creating the marketplace that's going to feature obviously not only your own nfts but obviously the nfts of of comedians that are, are working with you guys but you are releasing your own specific nfts at launch here uh, can you tell us about some of them and uh, what they represent for the brand because they take advantage of victor the uh, the mascot if, yes. by the way that's his name guys out there if you never knew he had a name uh but the just for laughs mascot is known worldwide and he does have a name um but tell us about some of the specific nfts that you guys are launching that we can actually people right now can you know or will be able to soon um when they're listening to this uh be able to go and potentially buy absolutely uh mark first of all um what we're doing right now is a pilot project or a beta project here uh 
Uh, it's the first time that we're venturing into that space right now. And as we say here, we want to learn how to run before we fly. And so there are three uh, rarity tiers of collectibles uh, uh, on the market right now on that platform. Uh, we've split them into legendary, uh, rare, exclusive items. And as you rightly mentioned, uh, or mascot uh, or collectible artwork mascot is at the center of those collectibles here. So right now, as we speak, you know, uh, it's interesting the phenomena that happened over the last uh, 72 hours. Uh, we've uh, sold out the legendary items in one hour. Wow. And, uh, the, um, the rare items have been sold out in one day. There's still a few to be bought, but you know, the interesting, there's an appetite in the marketplace right now for those collectibles right now. So we'll have a second drop uh, over the next couple of days on November 22nd. But more importantly, we are auctioning an item, the first laugh that was registered at GFL in 1983 that started, that started off the whole GFL adventure over the last 40 years. So that first lap has been recorded, has been uh, put into a box uh, with some visual content, and it will be auctioned on uh, December 7th at a start of $500. For two days, the auction will be open for that first lap. So this is the type of items that we are currently uh, monetizing or offering to the marketplace. But the vision is eventually to sell moments. You know, moments from when, uh, let's say, a, 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 a star started off on, on those New Faces show, you know, when he, when he was 16 or 20 years old, you know, first time on stage. Yeah. And, and, and that moment, we want to crystallize it and offering it to the marketplace. Were you surprised by the reaction? Yes. Yes. Uh, because what surprises me, Mark, is the fact that some items are already in the secondary markets and selling for more <laughs> than what we offer. <laughs> that was a shock. And that... in a matter of 48 hours, you know, so it's more budget. <laughs> was this an interesting opportunity? Because obviously you've been, you've been planning this for a while. I'm curious what the reception was internally at the company, because you guys have some really creative people behind the helm. I've, I've worked with the festival for many, many years from the broadcast side of you and the PR side of you. And I've seen uh, the work that goes into not only the festivals, but year round, there's a lot of really creative people um, involved. I'm curious what their, you know, this must have been a different approach when you're, it's not about, okay, how do we fit this into this cookie cutter? Because they're used to the cookie cutter of the shows and the festivals and the, and the syndication and the digital, but this is a new cookie cutter that really has no boundaries. So was there a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen here, or was this a small oh, group? Oh, oh yeah. No, well, there's a few people because it's, it's tech driven. Okay. You gotta be, uh, you gotta be, uh, knowledgeable of the platforms that, uh, the technology, the blockchain behind it. But what we did, uh, initially, and we took our time before getting into the technical part of the, of the project is we, uh, we talked to a number of artists you know, across North America and say, hey, uh, we're considering venturing into that space. What are your thoughts? And uh, what do you think about that? Would you, would you be interested? You know, so we've, we've, we've collected uh, input from uh, the, uh, the artist community 
before venturing into that space because we didn't want to uh, hurt anybody. Uh, uh, we wanted also to get uh, intelligence from uh, from uh, from many artists, uh, artists, internal artists or external artists. So we wanted to get a grasp of how they perceive this thing before venturing into it. So we always make sure that the artist community is on board and that we don't go against their interest. And many were intrigued, many were not that knowledgeable uh, on that product, but a few, a few were, were uh, uh, closely following the evolution of that and they were interested in venturing into that space. So that's how we approach the, um, the, the project here. What significance do you think this has for the up and coming, uh, let's let's keep it local. Let's talk about the up and coming Canadian comedian, because you know comedy, unlike music, doesn't have a support system that helps promote their material. Um, until recently, you know, until you know, Sound Exchange, for example, people weren't making money off of their comedy being played in different places. So, what kind of do you think this gives comedy and comedians and up and coming comedians? more support for what they're doing and a bigger opportunity or is it just enhancing the package i think it's uh it's another channel in the package uh, you got to be seen on on tv traditional or streamers you got to be seen on the web you're going to be seen on stage uh nft is just another channel in my mind that makes total sense so yeah. You know, um, new drop on the 22nd. Um, the marketplace is called Galleria. It's obviously still in beta form. When do you think it's going to be out of beta and we're just going to start seeing more content coming through? Well, once the pilot is uh, over by the end of the year this year, then our intent in January is to launch a larger scale uh, project. So it's going to be in the first quarter of 2022 that you see you, you would see more offering, more product out there more collectible moments and not necessarily artwork in that in that in that uh, in that phase second phase here well i look forward to following it because i can just think back to some of the some of the memorable moments in comedy from the beginning of the festival back in 83. Awesome. I mean, you think about, you know, comedians that were just up and coming that then some are not even with us anymore. You know, if you, if you come to think about it. So we look forward to following uh, obviously this, this journey. And I look forward to seeing what you guys do, not only at the festivals, but come, come January. If our audience wants to find out more, do they go just go to the just for last website? Ha ha ha. Absolutely. The, 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 the ha ha.com will have people answering your questions. Amazing. Charles de Carry, thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time to join us. We cannot wait to follow this, and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. That wraps up this week's show. Thank you guys so much for being here along for the ride. Don't forget to follow along on all the social media. It is at your tech report. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you for being here. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. 
Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.